0: Hi friends. I want to start the podcast off by saying I hope everyone is as safe as they can be while protesting and helping rid the world of tyranny. I hope you're checking in on your loved ones and taking time out of the day to reflect on your own mental health. There have been a lot of great resources shared for where you can donate time and or money to and I'll link some of those in the show notes. Please if you can donate as much as you can either if that's time or money or whatever if you can just share resources if you can't go out and protest or if you can't donate to a great cause. Not everyone can, and I totally understand that. This is Debutiful, a podcast that helps readers discover debut authors through in-depth conversations about books, culture, and life. Today's guest is Jean Kyung Fraser. She is the author of the hilarious and heartbreaking novel about a pregnant pizza delivery girl who becomes entangled with one of her clients. The book is called Pizza Girl. I am so pleased to welcome Jean to the podcast. Hey Jean, how are you doing?
1: Not too bad, Adam. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. Uh, I, first, I think I first saw your book somewhere floating on the internet and like the cover really spoke to me. Um, your book Pizza Girl is, is out now. Um, tell readers a little bit about what Pizza Girl is.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you like the cover. I I dig it too. It's, um, no, it's about a pregnant pizza delivery girl who falls into obsession with this older woman that she delivers to. That's the simple one line version of it.
0: I love a good simple one line version. Um, (laughs) because, and I, I, I've talked with this about this with authors. It's like the back cover copy is all publicized and the media twists what books are because they want, you know, it's just easier to sell something than something else.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like, I feel like I first got the one line down just when I was out at bars talking with friends about it. And I was like, all right, how can I not take up any time talking about my work? <laughs> Great. One sentence. Perfect.
0: It's perfect. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I know we talked about you reading very briefly, very similar to your one sentence synopsis. Syn, synopsis. Um, go ahead and take away your reading whenever you're ready.
1: Oh, yeah. One page, everyone. Won't keep you long here. All right. This is for chapter one, page one. Her name was Jenny Hauser, and every Wednesday I put pickles on her pizza. The first time she called in, it had been mid-June, the summer of 2011. I'd been at Eddie's a little over a month. My uniform polo was green and orange and scratchy at the pits. People would loudly thank me and then tip me a dollar. At the end of shifts, my hair reeked of garlic. Every hour, I thought about quitting, but I was 18, didn't know how to do much of anything, 11 weeks pregnant. At least it got me out of the house. The morning she'd called mom hugged me four times billy five all before i would pulled my on my socks and poured milk over my cereal they hurled i love yous against my back as i fast walked out the front door some days i wanted to turn around and hug them back on others i wanted to punch them straight in the face run away to thailand hawaii myrtle beach somewhere with sun and ocean and that is that
0: a one-line synopsis and a one-page reading i love it um <laughs> I, I do want to just yeah we're done now goodbye yes, everyone that's it everyone um, I I do want to start with pizza the actual food and not the characters in the book I guess um, yeah pickles on pizzas in your opening line is that something yeah.
1: you enjoy. I, I have not I've only really had it one time I was in South Dakota and it was just something they had on their menu when I tried it It's surprisingly great though. You know, it's similar if you like olives on pizza You're probably gonna like pickles on pizza. It's salty a little crunch I think it, I think it should be in more places. Domino's needs to get on it
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I um, we, we, we Instagram messaged back and forth about pizza a little bit prior to this and I'm yeah. from an area of Pennsylvania known for it's like square <laughs> greasy cheese pizza yeah that and, was uh, a
1: great photo you sent me I did love that <laughs> and
0: um yeah so I'm just like really I'm not like a pizza snob but I'm particular about what goes on my pizza a little bit and pickles threw me I had to like put the book down when I first read it
1: <laughs> are you a simple pepperoni and cheese guy or
0: yeah I'm hardcore into like just yeah it just cheese if you can't do a good cheese pizza it's game over but um Pepperoni, and then I can do like a supreme, you know, just like everything on it. I guess Is that like
1: peppers and like onions yeah, and stuff like, like those. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, like yeah. peppers, onions. You mentioned olives. I used to love olives, and now I'm I'm off oh. olives. I think my taste changed once I hit like my thirties.
1: Damn. Do you think it's because like the you're feeling the salt slowly kill you?
0: <laughs> I have such a it. salt
1: tooth. Yeah, I'm yeah. avoiding more as salt as much as I can.
0: Yeah, it's not the like cup of grease that I in, consume <laughs> with all my pizza. Yeah. Um. Your novel is the, the the very first page. It's funny, like you can tell. I can tell, like there's like, like a sharp mm. twist of humor to it. And and just talking to you, I know you you're like you're very like jokey in a good way. Um, is humor part of everything you do?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I when I was writing the book, I wasn't thinking too actively of the humor element element of it. I learned after I sent it to some people they're like wow it's really it's funny I like this part or this made me laugh and it was weird because at first I was just like oh shit I just can't seem to help myself I'm just this dumb doofus that can't help but make a joke but I think it's you know some things are just funny you like can't help it um the line example I was talking to someone about this the other day uh there's a line from the book that says like My dad didn't have any money to leave us, uh, but he did have, like, a 97 Ford Festival. That's the kind of joke I like to write, if anything, you know? It's, like, it's not really there to just be funny. It still delivers information. But I really love when I hear people think something like that's funny.
0: Yeah, it's, like, I I feel like I used to, and maybe I still do describe books as cinematic when they're, like, you know, grand and movie-esque or whatever. But your book feels like... Like a like an FX comedy where it's like really like there's dark, it's like a pregnant pizza girl right that's not like right. f- ha ha funny, but right. then there are these like smart humorous lines that aren't jokes oh, necessarily yeah. they're just like like that, that that he didn't have money but he had a car like that's right. that's funny,
1: yeah or I, I like to look at it like my jokes are like pizza rat. You know, like do you remember seeing that picture of the rat holding the pizza? Oh, yeah, that's uh that's the joke That's it. It's just funny. You know, you don't have to make a punchline out of it Mm -hmm. It's just the visual of it is enough to make you laugh
0: Yeah, and so when you were writing the book you weren't necessarily thinking of like your humor um...
1: No, I I generally don't like Writing jokes, you know what I mean? It's like because I I, I've I've had a few people ask me they're like Oh, would you ever want to do stand-up and I'm like hell no You know, one, I don't like being on stage. I'm a writer for a reason. I like to just sit in my room and quietly do things on my own. But there's also just that sort of thing, like, it's hard to plan to be funny. You know, so it's like, I remember there was like one section in the book where she meets the woman she's obsessed with her kid for the first time. And I even that's like, I was trying to maybe write a funny line for the kid to say, but then I'm like, I don't like people like when they use kids as like sort of these sweet, goofy, joke-telling devices. Like sometimes kids are really sad and like super fucked up. And so I didn't try to write a funny line and I thought that the scene was so much better because of it.
0: Yeah. You know? I, I like what you said how it's, it's hard to be funny and, and um, this is not sound real douchey, but I have a friend, no, no. Have a friend in Phoenix who mm-hmm. is always writing and doing short film competitions and he's like, oh, we should write something like you're funny. And I'm like, right. no, I'm I'm humorous in situations when I can make fun right. of you. But right. writing is, writing funny, I can't write funny. I write, if I ever do try to write, it's like melodramatic and like Dawson's Creek.
1: Totally. Um, <laughs> Love Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I'm
0: rewatching it right now. That's why it was on my mind. But, um, Stunning. But I finally did write with him to do a short mm-hmm. film competition. He's like, oh, here's the idea. Like, we have to like have like a, a prop, a, a certain line and three minutes or something like right. that. Right. And I wrote a draft of like really sad and dramatic. And he's like, no, like I was thinking like funny. I was like, I can't do funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, that's why I was telling because like it's the mo- one of the most interesting things about having this book come out is like before this, I, I have not gotten any short stories published and I'm not a big sharer of my work in general. So for a lot of my friends, especially my non-writing friends, it's their like first concrete thing, like a first example of like, oh, this is what Jean does. And I think some of them definitely expect it to be funnier than I find the book to be. Like I, this is maybe the saddest thing I've ever written in so many ways, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've been talking about how like funny it and funny how funny you are but like it is like a, a sad story Um, what what were you thinking if you weren't thinking humor? What were you thinking when you first created the concept of
1: pizza girl? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess I was just thinking like there were so many different things I was Like different short stories I was writing at the time before I started getting into pizza girl and they were all kind of about like similar topics, which is like addiction Young Parenthood, Americanization, kind of just like, how do we become the people we become? And I wanted a way to talk about all that stuff, or I wondered if it was possible for me to talk about all that stuff into one cohesive thing. Um, and as I started thinking about this Delivery Girl novel, I wanted to write more and more. It seemed like all of that found a way into it, you know?
0: No, for sure. And like, that's like, that's a good thing. Like, how do we become who we are? It's like, no yeah. one, like, I, I think about this a lot, about how, like, I never thought I'd be in Denver, and that's a very small thing, or no. mean, a, a, a trivial thing, like, where you live is trivial to me, like, whatever, it's not who but, you are, but, like...
1: But it can, it will influence, Yeah, you know I mean, like, your experience is there. Yeah. yeah,
0: and, like, we started, we we were talking before we started recording about, like, what I do, and it's like, I fell ass yeah. backwards into what I do, it's social work, but I don't have yeah. a social work background, so it's <laughs> like, it's just, like, I never thought I'd be here, and, like, like, Pizza Girl, which is you know like she never thought she'd be 18 and pregnant you know no who plans so, that yeah. really that's exactly what, yeah well yeah. yeah um so you wanted to put all these things together um did you okay. draw from a lot of like sh- like you did like you, you drew them- thematically from short stories but was like was right. pizza girl ever a piece of any of those shorts
1: not at all no i it's funny i actually thought my first novel would be about Uh, basketball. Uh, My 21-year-old self wanted to write (laughs) the great basketball novel of America, you know, no big deal or anything like that. But yeah, it was just funny. I was working on other stuff and trying to expand some of the short stories into something longer, but none of it had legs. And it's just, I had worked this job one summer as a pizza delivery girl, and I had the vague idea that maybe it would make a good narrator, but i was in new york and i was bartending and i was just really thinking about the unknowability of people um and i don't know it really fit with kind of like what i remembered from the delivery job too kind of like the way you open a door and you get like a quick glimpse into someone's life because you know we can't help a judge it's what we do constantly and it's not a bad thing it's just the nature of being alive
0: mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it's so interesting like um and i think writers think a lot a lot about this you see you see a glimpse and there's a whole story there um, totally, totally. whether you're yeah. trying to write like oh uh, a rich white lady who orders pizza or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly um,
1: exactly
0: so yeah. it was jane the voice this novel really started with jane then
1: yeah the pizza girl
0: yeah, yes pizza girl. she does have a name i, I just call her pizza <laughs> girl whenever i'm referring to her um, no yeah yeah and so how did it expand from there like did you, did you know that the woman would be involved from the beginning or did she kind of unfold later, Jenny?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, so the basis of the idea from the beginning is what I knew I want, I think I thought it'd be interesting for a delivery person to fall like kind of into obsession, like a weird loving obsession thing with a customer. Um, but at the beginning, you know, when I was thinking about this idea, I was like 22, 23 and I was still like uncomfortable talking about my sexuality a lot, I think. You know, like I'm gay and, you know, the people close to me knew I was gay, but it wasn't really something that I explored a lot in my work just because, I don't know, it's 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 hard to really write about personal stuff that you don't know how you feel about it yet. So, Pizza Girl, it kind of came at the perfect time when I was thinking more about my sexuality and more comfortable with my sexuality and I wanted to write a narrator a little closer to my pov than like kind of i was writing a lot of male narrators when i first started writing because that felt like the only quote-unquote appropriate way that i could talk about uh romantic feelings towards women Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah so and really this this kind of this came this like unfolded as you you were unfolding yourself and like really figuring out who you were um
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's like you're not ready to write certain novels, you know, where it's like Pizza Girl wouldn't have been Pizza Girl if I wrote it when I was 22. It would have been probably some uh, throwaway short story called Pizza Boy about some 18-year-old boy falling for an older woman, which is not really interesting ground, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then... I'm, I was reading the Kirkus review. I always try to read like certain reviews right before I talk to an author just to see what other people are saying. Cause like, right, I, course. you know, when I read something, I have my very limited scope of what I, th- what I take away from it.
1: Oh well, my God. I read reviews too. And I'm like, Oh wow. That's what they that's think. That's so cool that I did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just interesting to see what people take from your work. Yeah. Of
0: course. The, uh, a line yeah. I did like from, um, from the Kirkus review was that it was mm-hmm. a mumble core esque novel. Um,
1: oh i i do remember that my publicist sent that to me and i'm like right on,
0: yeah. right on. <laughs> and uh, for the like mumblecore is like a film movement that mm-hmm. it's usually like a bunch of straight white guys who <laughs> who uh just like their lives are boring Talk. but they still write a movie about it
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah um but i feel like you 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 have a, such a unique pov and it's mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's different so yeah what, what did you what did you think of about that mumblecore line you said right on to your publicist is that like right up your alley
1: Yeah, totally. It's like, I mean, of course, what I will say, the worst of Mumblecore is so fucking bad. It just makes you want to die watching. You're like, oh, my God, I do not want to hear this conversation. I won't name anything, but, you know, they're out there. Um, But yeah, I mean, when I was writing, I was thinking about how I wanted it to sound really natural. Um, Enough time has passed where it's like we're having early 2010s nostalgia, you know, and I wanted to capture kind of like an 18 year old in that moment. You know, um, an 18-year-old, like, I, I think something I hate when I read certain age characters is how they just don't sound like any young people that I know. And so that was, of course, something that was very important to me to write dialogue that seemed natural and like that you're, you've heard your buddy say, you know, or you know someone that talks like that.
0: For sure. And that's something I was going to bring up later was just the idea of an 18-year-old is so far removed from me that I, if I tried how- to do it, it would take years to try to master that dialogue you oh have my god to...
1: dude that's why i had to do it now in yeah. some ways where it's like i just turned 27 mm-hmm. and it already feels so far away you know it i needed to do it before it was too far in my rear window you know
0: yeah. so what was writing that dialogue like i mean because it, it's i i can tell like how you talk and how you write is very distinct mm-hmm. was it natural to do that 18 year old even though you're like almost a decade removed or was there a lot of work yeah. oh my revision? god adam
1: don't remind me Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> no, no it's okay i'm just fucking with you no, I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. uh yeah i mean it's like once i kind of threw myself into the voice it was much it like it came it flowed a lot better but it's that sort of interesting thing it's like i started writing this when i was 24, I guess, and I wonder if I could have written Pizza Girl now. It's like, I really, I really do think I wrote that book at the perfect moment for me.
0: Yeah, and like the novel is, you know, it's first person. It was that yeah. a, and that, and it, so it's her voice, you know, like right. for x amount of pages.
1: Yeah, it's like I like uh, there's I like close third, and I, I I'm working on a project now that I'm hoping to do in close third, but it for this particular subject matter and the novel, it felt like really important that you're like basically drowning in her pov like you want i want the reader to feel overwhelmed by just how voicey it is and how much we're just in her head and listening to her and just following each crazy line of thought
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah it it reminded me a lot of like uh, this is i I mentioned dawson's creek i love teen drama (laughs) tv shows like yeah, My one dream in life is to write a pilot for, like, a teen drama. And, like, this oh reminded me.
1: I hope I get to read it. Yeah.
0: And this reminded me of, like, a book version of that. I mean, like, obviously this would, like, parts of it was just, like, oh, you really, you learn everything about Jane, about Pizza Girl. Right. In, in, like, pages because you just know who she is. Like, I felt like I know this girl.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and that first person really helped, like you said. Was, was it always just 100% going to be first person?
1: Yeah. And I think it it has to be when you have a character that's doing a lot of like really fucked up things, you know, because it's like you want to, like, that was the toughest line to walk where it's just like, how do I write a narrator who's spiraling and doing so many things that just makes your skin crawl? How do I still make a reader, if not like her, sympathize with her, like understand her? And that's that is much harder to do i think if you're not in first person still doable for sure yeah
0: were there parts of the novel that because it is a brisk novel it's really short yeah um were there parts of the novel that were just cut because you just couldn't figure them out or huge rewrites down the road
1: no uh, the novel was always pretty much this length It actually became a little longer um in my edits with my editor Uh, that's just, I, it's partly because I wanted, I like the idea of a novel that you can read in one sitting if you really want to. And sort of like, it's kind of fun to read a novel like this really quickly because the pace of it just builds and builds and builds and it adds to the overall experience. Um, part of that though, is the kind of writer I am. I started off writing a lot more poetry in high school and little lines. And so it is just a little more my style, I think too. I like being able to do a lot in a tight space, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I like With with the short stories that you said you were never published or whatever, what was different between them and and what clicked with Pizza Girl?
1: God, it's an interesting question. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, maybe I could have tried to get some of them published. They just didn't feel special or, like, immediate, though. They didn't have this sort of, like, fire, I felt, like, in the first five pages of Pizza Girl when I was writing it, where it was that sort of thing of, like, this is this is something. This I don't know what it is yet, but I like writing this character, and I think this is a character that people would be interested in.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why I gobbled it up. Um, <laughs> I think I did do it in one sitting, actually. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Okay, every book blends together and I have to like look back at my copious <laughs> amounts of notes like in the margins to like remember. Oh my things. god.
1: Yeah, I've only recently just started. I have a Google Doc now. It's called like Art You've Consumed. And I'm trying to write down every book I've ever read, every TV show I've ever watched, movie, restaurant, bar. It's it's quite an endeavor.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. In uh, one year, my like New Year's resolution was to write down what I did every day in like a tweet oh, version. So it was like January 1st, <laughs> hung out with X. Um, X, X the letter, not my X. You know, just whatever. And then January second went to dinner with Y, you know, like and and then I, I do that
1: in my journal now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it's funny, like it lasted till like February third. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's easy to get tired with your projects. That's why I do try to journal every day. Sometimes I don't, but once you start doing it more and more though, you kind of also like start to read the space where you're like, Oh, I didn't journal for eight days why didn't I journal in those eight days and it's, it's an interesting thought exercise
0: is your journaling more like personal or is it like trying to get out writing ideas
1: uh mostly personal I think like for a while I didn't journal because and I'm sure a lot of writers can relate to this and even non-writers like you want a journal like you almost like try to write your journal in prose and you want it to sound good and it's just like why am I doing that no one's gonna read this I'm not fucking Emily Dickinson no one's gonna like pour over my journals one day and I god I hope they don't you know it's like it's just sort of a space i think to explore what about
0: and then if journal is the space to explore whatever where where is your space for your creativity
1: they do kind of like exist in a similar space like sometimes like i i again i told you i'm kind of a line person so i write down like a line i think is interesting or like something like I think is maybe funny or not funny. And sometimes that can expand into an idea, but yeah.
0: And then with the line idea with this novel, what were the like early lines you remember that just kind of stood out and, and really propelled pizza girl.
1: Oh, that first line. I knew that, you know, if I had that first line written like five years ago Mm -hmm. when I first had the idea, I, that was, I was something like, I like, I need a good first line. I feel like I can't write anything until I have like a banger of an opening. And there was just something I thought so fun about like her name was Jenny Hauser, and every Wednesday I put pickles on her pizza. Like it's confusing, a little sexual too, which I liked, a little funny, and it just sort of immediately throws you into this world. And you're like, okay, who is this, and why are you putting pickles on her pizza?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Like like I said, it it stuck out stuck out ends when I. Like I circled the line and I didn't even write anything. I just (laughs) circled it. And I was like, okay, here we go. Um, Yeah, it's just this novel, it 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 stuck with me in so many ways. And one of them was her voice. And we talked a lot about that, but another was those lines. And are you a type of person who can get through a few pages without thinking about the line and you can go back and perfect it? Or or how is your writing, day by day, what does your writing, writing look like?
1: I Yeah. my I was talking to my roommate about that. Uh, one of my roommates, he's a writer too. And he is like, he writes really quickly and like, or, you know, if he's in the moment, he'll write and he'll come back to things or he writes out of order. Sometimes I might have a line that I might use in the future, like that. I'm like, okay, I know I want this line there. But in general, I write really chronologically. And it's because I just like, I'm so neurotic. I make myself like sick if I think about a part being undone, where I'm like, I can't move on. <laughs> there was this I remember this one part in the book towards the end I have this line about like a hand digging into a chip bag and it took me legit five hours to write that line and I'm so furious when I think back to it but like I just couldn't let go of like making that because I knew you like sometimes feel the potential for a really cool line and I I couldn't just let it go ultimately I'm I'm happy I took the time but still like at that day I was just like Oh my god, you piece of shit! You just Gosh. spent five hours on that.
0: <laughs> Were there lines that you did go back and like you you figure it out later, or, or is everything pretty
1: much? Fr- I mean, Sometimes that, yeah. when I, I I write so slowly in some ways that it's almost like I'm editing myself as I go along, you know, as opposed to some people that they like to bang out a draft, edit, bang out a draft, edit. I'm I'm more of the like slow, edit, 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 edit write a little bit more, edit, edit, edit. It's usually pretty. Tight by the time I get to the end.
0: Yeah, I find that interesting. I like I talk a lot about craft, um, just because yeah. I'm like so fascinated. Like I, I remember R. Kwan uh I talked <clears throat> to her, and she talked about how she would do a draft <clears throat> and then uh, make everything white, and then unhighlight things. I think I'm getting the story correctly, or maybe yeah. it was like when she did edit it, she made it white so she didn't look at it. And oh, cool. um, oh. and like there's just like diff- these different ideas, and like there's people like you who have to edit as you go along almost um
1: yeah yeah
0: so pizza girl official draft one how close was it to what it became you said it was like it got a little longer but like how close on line by yeah
1: line? yeah i have a funny story about that so i like i remember i was uh god <laughs> oh, this is funny so i this was i guess just christmas eve 2018 and i remember i was like Oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I'll tell the story. I, my mom knows I smoke weed at this point. Anyway, so I was like in line to pick up weed for my little brother in me because I was home in California. And he was like, let's go to dispensary. We need to get some weed. And I was like, "Ugh, OK. I, he's like, I was like, do you need me to come? He's like, yeah, I'm not old enough to do it. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. So we go and I'm standing in line at the shady weed dispensary. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, oh, my God, where the fuck is my life going? And then like a month later, I like finished my novel and I sold it, which was great. But like I brought that up. So during that time, I was like finishing the end of the novel and I really wanted to finish it before I got back to New York and I went back to work um, and I didn't. But my day, lay like my last, my first day in New York, I was up until like 3 a.m. And I was like just typing away, typing away. And I get to the end and I was looking at it. I was like, holy shit, I am done. And I went outside and I opened up this bottle of Johnny Walker Blue that I'd been saving for the occasion. I poured myself a glass. My roommate came home. I said, what up? I'm done with my novel, dude. And he was like, sick. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm going to bed. And then he went to bed. And then I passed out, too. And I woke up and there was like a dead fly in the whiskey, which felt like such an omen. But I was just like, ah. Whatever. And I looked up some agents and I sent my novel out like that day, which was so insane of me. It worked out. but (laughs) Looking back, I just can't believe the boldness of that.
0: (laughs) No, I I love that. Um, And I rarely do talk about like the selling and an agent process. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: you said I'm just trying to keep the timeline. It was about three years of actually writing it.
1: Uh, Honestly, only an actual like year of writing it. Like, yeah, because I started it, I guess. Yeah, maybe a little over a year. God, it's hard for me to keep track of it. I had the idea for a long time, but the actual once I started writing beyond the first line was like a year.
0: And then, um, so like about a year, and then you hit send on the <laughs> to, to your literary agents. Like, yeah. see how 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 was that process like for you? Considering like you just woke up with a fly in your whiskey. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just that sort of thing. I mean, I didn't immediately send it when I woke up. I waited a few hours, at least. But like, I just because I remember I kept looking at it. And I was going through and I was making little edits. But I was just like looking at the novel. And I was like, you know, it is what it is. No tinkering at this point will change what the shape of it is. I just got to go for it. And sometimes I feel like I make myself do things because if I take too long to think about it, I get really insecure and really shy and I just don't do it so I was like just go for it while you're feeling hot go 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 um yeah yeah,
0: what were like initial responses like to pizza girl when you were sending it out
1: it's funny so I I found my agent's info because I looked up like some writers I admired and he like repped a few of them and so I found his email and I just sent him an email like hey would you want to read my novel he later told me that it was like the worst query letter that he ever read (laughs) which is funny but like because you said, like, I just didn't, I just basically was like, hi, I wrote a novel. If you would like to read it, let me know. If not, I totally understand. Okay, goodbye, it was kind of the vibe of it. Because um, I don't know, have you looked at like the sample query letters? I was reading some of them, and it seems so bold to compare my novel to any published thing because I'm like, oh, I don't even know if this is necessarily good. I like this, but I don't know. It feels bold to say, like, yeah, I wrote know tessa moshfag mixed with a you know pizza pizza hut (laughs) that sort of vibe so um yeah i just kind of went for it he responded in like uh, a week later and he's like i love this let's talk and he actually ended up becoming my agent cool yeah
0: yeah and then um then after an agent is the whole editing process once you find a, a place and there's an editor and it became slightly longer what was what was those edits like
1: Um, Yeah, it's so me and my agent did like a light round of edits before we sent it out. Um, So I was definitely not prepared when my editor like a couple months later. um, She also I love that she does this edits by hand. So she printed out my whole novel and like made edits with pen and everything and then sent me that along with like um, over my email, like a word doc with like a bunch of like sort of like page three, blah, 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 or page four, this, this, that. It was so overwhelming at first. I just looked at it. I'm like, oh, holy shit. I was like, this is so much work. And I just couldn't look at it for a few days because it's just like, you kind of have that feeling of like that idea of like, if you're looking at a completed t-shirt um, and if you pull apart too many threads, it's not even a t-shirt anymore. So, so worried I wouldn't be able to like follow through with a lot of the questions she was asking. But she said something interesting to me that really helped. She was like, look, all these edits you don't have to it's not I'm not saying you have to do all these things my job is just to ask every question that a reader might ask and then it's up to you to decide whether you think those are questions that need answering you know which is a way to look at everything um where it's like yeah I was a big one we talked about was like do you think that the narrator should be drinking as much the pregnant narrator should be drinking as much as she is throughout the whole novel and like yeah the answer was, yeah, you know, it's like, I, I definitely could have limited it to make her a little more likable and to make moral readers feel a little better. But like, you know, ultimately, it's like, it should be uncomfortable to read, you know, people like this do exist. Addiction is ugly and scary. And, you know, against all reason, people still, you know, drink, even when they know they should, or, you know, do drugs, even though they know it's killing them. So, yeah. Yeah that's like an example
0: for sure yeah and i think that's important like part of what day beautiful is like right. I, I, I i sometimes i get like people who found me on reddit who want me to read their fan fiction <laughs> I or love something. Reddit. you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i get a, a lot of right, and then i go down the reddit rabbit hole onto like the writing subreddit which is like mm. a nightmare sometimes anyway um <laughs> But I feel like a lot of these same questions come up. How do I write a query letter? How do I? And like the answers are out there, but maybe there's maybe a podcast will get it through to them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: maybe. That being said, I do not recommend what I did to everyone. (laughs) I am a fool. (laughs) I just got lucky, honestly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, And then just as a whole, like not necessarily your next project or or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but like what? Other than the line, what interests you Mm -hmm. with writing? It's a broad question.
1: Yeah. God, I think about it all the time. I think if you're, you know, like what I was talking about, like a month before I sold my novel, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, is this, (laughs) why am I, what am I working towards? What does writing mean to me? I still don't really have an answer to that. All I really know is that it's just something that I can't seem to stop doing and I love what a good story can do for me. Like, I I don't know who I'd be if I didn't have books when I was younger. I don't know who I'd be now if I didn't have books. They, it's such a just, what's interesting about fiction. It's like, cause it's like, sometimes you think you're like, well, why wouldn't I just read all nonfiction? You know, you're getting information, you're getting value, but there is something about reading a story that sort of puts ideas that nonfiction might have into like a really digestible human form, you know? And I think that's, always been why I like writing it just is a way for me to um experience something either close to my experience like I read something that I'm like oh man I really recognize this or I read something where I'm like wow I never thought to look at things that way you know
0: yeah, a lot of people, especially recently, uh, i got in some DMs like, "Oh, a- Adam, do you, have you read X, Y, or Z?" And I'm like, "Oh, like, no, I don't really read nonfiction. It's not because I'm not interested in. And I think it's a beautiful craft. I, like, there's a lot of creative nonfiction I read, but like, yeah. not a lot of like biography. There's a lot of memoir and et cetera. Right. But um, yeah, like, I just feel like fiction does something to me that very few nonfiction books have. Like, I love to learn. Yes, but I can learn in ways that like parts of the world I I would never have explored if a book didn't come across my lap or something.
1: Totally, totally, yeah.
0: And um, yeah, it's just fiction just does
1: something. It's like, I think it's like, well, you like craft, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. the same way. I love lyricism, I love, you know, sort of experimental ways to tell a story. It's, Mm -hmm. It's fun to read stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I remember when I first started like, rereading. So at my undergrad, my degree is in English education. I thought I was going to be a teacher. I taught Bird for two here. years and was really bad at it. <laughs> but I didn't read at all during my undergrad or the two years I taught. I read like mm-hmm. what I had to teach, right. you know. Yeah. And then like it, it was near the end of my teaching when I started reading. And um, I like just rediscovered books I had thought I had read. But like I really only mm. skimmed them because I was in college and like too busy trying to figure out like what the next party was or whatever you know
1: (laughs) right right and um, yeah
0: and it was just like i I remember rereading salvage the bones and i was like damn Mm, this is like yeah it's like the book that like redirected my like love for reading you know
1: Oh, I love thinking about that. Reading yeah. certain books at the exact right time. Yeah, because I had I movie. had allegedly
0: read it when it came out. Like I remember, mm-hmm. I the book the book version I have it's a uh, it doesn't have the National Book Award on it, right? So it's before oh, wow. yeah. it's a hardcover before she won it, and right. I, I picked it up because it had like a dog on it. Probably like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking in 2011, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, rereading it at the right time and then like. Um, I remember i got uh bill clegg's did you ever have a family and like
1: yes i and, also love that book
0: and that yeah and that book he has a new book coming out in september and like that both of them are great but did you ever have a family like the structure of it which is you know fairly simple but it's very creative like going back yeah. and forth and explain. yeah so fiction just does something to me that that i love
1: yeah it's anyway. why it's like ultimately it's like you know Um, love movies, love TV, Mm -hmm. fiction Mm -hmm. will always be, uh, the love of my life. Yeah. You know,
0: know, as a writer, do you have a lot of time to read?
1: I, I, I periods. It's so funny. Like, you know, sometimes I do need a fiction break. That being said, we just talked about all the love for it. Sometimes it's like, especially as a writer, I, it's easy to get really intimidated by how good at writing everyone is. You know, I, I read how much of these hills is gold and I was just like, holy shit now this is a fucking debut you know it's like this is incredible and it's like that it's fun in some ways to feel that awe like it's like a tinge of jealousy but like in a good way you're just like so like damn I want to write something as good as that but sometimes too, you just need a little break and that's usually when I go to nonfiction when I want to learn still though um and, not, and like be keeping my brain active. So I actually do try to read oh. as much as I can. Yeah. yeah,
0: as you're saying that I'm looking at my, I, like I record this in my bedroom and I just look over <laughs> to like my bed stand and I do, I do have a nonfiction book <laughs> next to me. So yeah, that is, I guess you're right. There are times where, I almost call nonfiction books palate cleansers because it's just like, yeah. I, just, I just need the facts, you know?
1: Yeah. I read a, you know, my favorite type of nonfiction book, I read Boomtown, mm. which is about Oklahoma yeah. city and the Oklahoma city thunder. And that is like the most fun I've ever had reading a nonfiction book. I highly recommend.
0: Yeah. And like this, this wasn't a question I had planned on asking. It just popped mm-hmm. in my head, but you mentioned you, that book and then you mentioned you wanted to write a book about basketball so i'm assuming you're a basketball fan then
1: oh yeah baby huge basketball fan so
0: as we were sitting here i got an apple push notification that they have officially (laughs) agreed to reopen the season
1: oh man selfishly i'm very glad about that it's funny too that i mean looking back at when all this first started it's i am embarrassed that it took me as long as it did to like kind of read up on corona and understand like the threat and like how like perilous the situation we were in was you know but like the first time I knew it was really scary is when they were like NBA is canceled I'm like whoa (laughs) this is serious If they're not trying to make money right now you know but um yeah I, I love basketball it's I played as a kid and it's always been just such a great way for me to relax and I don't know also use my body I love I love playing basketball whenever I can. Yeah, less the past couple of years, but like, especially when I was in college, me and two of my good buddies would always go to the campus bar and we could just literally talk about basketball for hours and hours. When Kobe died earlier this year, I texted them and we just had like, we all got on the phone and we were like, really sad. If you, we like cried. It was it was a bummer.
0: Yeah, I, one, it's, it's impossible to me that that was 2020, this year. Yeah. But, I read a
1: tweet it said was Kobe the thread that was holding the universe together. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, like that um like you know how you, you you talk to your your friends and it was like sad. I that was the day I was driving. I had we we from Phoenix to Denver. We had just what? stopped over in Albuquerque. Mm. Uh we were getting gas in the middle of nowhere and I heard someone say, "Yeah, I can't, it was a helicopter crash." So I Google helicopter cl- crash on Twitter, right? Ah, you know, tweet yeah. search it. So yeah. I found out about Kobe in the bathroom of like a sketchy roadside gas station. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: like, yeah, that's like one of those moments. Where were you yeah. when you learned Kobe died? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, um, anyway, yeah, that's a... Yeah. Not, um, where do I want to go from there? Basketball is great. Yeah, I think it's it's always great when I hear writers who... There's something that they're so passionate about outside of writing, which I know like, totally. most writers have.
1: Yeah, but, totally. Um, yeah, I always, think it's specifically in writing, too. It was always so funny. I remember I made like... I wrote like a Minnesota story about like the Vikings and I made a couple sports references and no one in my workshop got it at all because like for once I was in the minority as a sports fan. It it, it is funny (laughs) how there are certain topics. Um,
0: Yeah. There are just blind spots. Like that's why I love like, writers on twitter who don't tweet about writing too much they tweet about like <laughs> what whatever
1: <laughs> oh my god my twitter i i need to under someone needs to give me a lowdown of twitter i don't really get it i you know what the thing is though i think i just don't have much that i i'm not like again like i'm not funny like that i'm not like pithy like that i don't really have little things i like to talk about for the most part i'm a big retweeter i feel like my twitter <laughs> is more of a mood board yeah that's know? a good way
0: to describe it <laughs> yeah yeah i think mine has become um here, please click Day Beautiful and read all these books. <laughs> and here's a retweet about how to change the world and yeah. maybe a photo of my dog. <laughs> like, that's it.
1: Sounds great to me. Yeah, the other day I almost sent a tweet about baking soda. I discovered baking soda is a great way to clean. Like, you know, do you have like white mugs that have like the brown rings? It gets rid of it really well. Just that and a little bit of water.
0: See, there you go. And that's something yeah. I learned. So if people are still listening to this podcast... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotta... You're still
1: on. Yeah. I can help you with your mugs. Follow me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, we talked about some books that you, you liked, like uh, How Much of These Hills is Gold. What other books have you read recently that, that just has stuck with you?
1: Yeah, I loved Days of Distraction by Alexandra Chang, another debut. It's There's been a lot of great debuts this year. Um I just started Hurricane Season by Fernanda uh, Melkor. Am I pronouncing that right? I always—it's so funny. There's so many things I read, and I realize I don't know how to pronounce. Um, but um, yeah, it's a translation. It's really cool, and I'm like really digging that. Um, what else have I been reading? Uh, mention stuff you've been reading lately. This is always—it's so funny. This is the question sometimes that makes my heart beat so hard because. I try it's to so warn nervous. people
0: I'm going to ask, but I don't always <laughs> warn people. Let's see. Yeah. What? A Days of Distraction is great. Yeah. Like yeah. she, uh, Alexander Chang was on the podcast. And yes. I love that. And two books that are popping out of my mind are are very similar, but they're both short story mm-hmm. collections. Um, they, one comes out this month and one is July. Uh, Sleepovers by Ashley Bryant Phillips is uh, cool. about, right, like it's r- it's, Yeah. It's about rural North Carolina and like nice. very good. And the other is Fuckface by Leah Hampton which great, other great than name. pizza girl is yes the name of the of the year um, yeah
1: oh do you know what? i no. i another one i liked and i read this one and also liked it wow no thank you made uh, me laugh mm-hmm. when i read that that's such a funny title me and my roommate started saying that to each other like wow no thank you <laughs> uh, she's
0: perfection that's why
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, there's, like, um oh i did read barn eight barn eight was a lot of fun mm-hmm. I, I love her in general deb olin her collection wait till you see me dance is like one of the best i've ever read
0: i'll have to check that out yeah
1: yeah i dig that one
0: yeah, like you said, there's just so many great books and so many great debuts. This book, like June, had nine debuts. That's where I was getting at. That it was, yeah, like, it, it was wow. too packed. I couldn't cut.
1: <laughs> Did everything.
0: I couldn't yeah. cut someone from the team. You know, yeah. <laughs> not that like people care, but like I cared. And, yeah, um, totally, totally. But you're right. I'd there's the just, same there's so many good debuts, and um, and Pizza Girl is definitely one of them. It was like one that was oh, yeah. earmarked on my page. You know, I I think I said I saw it like floating around the internet, but the first <laughs> I heard of it. Speaking of time and place, I was on vacation in New Orleans in oh, yeah. October, and Julia mm-hmm. Phillips mentioned oh, nice. this. That's I, where I first heard of it. Yeah,
1: she's so talented too. God, speaking of talented yeah. debut writers,
0: yes, "Disappearing Earth" was so good. But yeah, that's like, like just talking to you, it jogged my memory after all this time, like yeah. where I first heard of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean,
1: that's the funny thing about books, like how how long, like, and I think it's why it's so special to especially debut writers when it finally comes out. It's not like. It happened, you sell it, and it's out, like, next month, you know? It's like, I've had two birthdays <laughs> since I sold my book. That's fucking wild to me, you know? Um, it, yeah, of course, this isn't how I pictured my, you know, novel coming out, but ultimately, my dream is still coming true, in that, like, my book's going to be out there, and people can read it. So, it's very cool.
0: Yeah, it's a great... It's, uh... I don't want to say a great time, but it's a it's a time that art and books are needed for sure. And yeah, definitely. And talking to you just even for the past hour or whatever has been like a reprieve from my day. And so, I oh, really, dude, yeah, this is like
1: totally made my day. It's I really nice think, to just, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah uh, really.
0: And I think like yeah. that's really it. I, I mean, I, we're kind of just winding down. And it's usually I'm like, all right, we gotta go. But now it's like I feel <laughs> like I want to just keep talking about basketball or something. But I'll let you yeah. move on with your life. <laughs> oh, the last question I will ask yeah. you is you. You grew up in California, but lived in New York, and now you're back in California.
1: Yes, is that I what am. it is, yes,
0: give or take? Okay. Yes.
1: Yep.
0: I know California is not famous for its pizza, but, <laughs> but where, like, where is your like not your local pizza place? I don't want people like signing lining up to get your autograph. Um, <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because
1: that would happen. What's a good? What's
0: your, what's your favorite pizza place? Both in like California and both in New York.
1: Oh man, California, I am absolute trash. There's a little Caesars <laughs> by my apartment that me and my roommates hit up all the time. I know that's terrible. I love and it. Yeah, I can't help it. $5 <laughs> for a pretty decent, like a pizza that scratches the itch. Yeah. Oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's <makes> kiss. <laughs> they have dipping sauces too, that garlic butter. Mm-hmm. God, my arteries are clogging just thinking about it. Um, Fantastic.
0: To interrupt um, real fast before you go to New York, just because little yes. Caesars. I, uh, I have yeah. a cousin who's like 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have a smartphone. Barely uses the flip phone. Right? He's like, is right. anti-technology. Oh, love that! I love took that him. Kind of guy. He, we, he was in town for like a day. I was working, yeah. and I was like, oh, I, I don't have time to make dinner. So I picked up Little Caesars. He right. had never had it he instantly was sick for the rest oh. of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's only for the brave of stomach. That's what those. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> so we won't end on little Caesars. We'll end on hopefully maybe a New York pizza you could recommend for when yes, people are yeah. there. Yeah.
1: Um, there's two moods, my two favorite places in New York. I used to I'm a, I used to run a lot and I always like when I can like combine things into one thing. So I'd always try to pick a restaurant I wanted to try and I would run there you know? And so then it was like, I felt a little better about eating. And so I lived like about a mile away from Patsy's in East Harlem. And it's such a great slice. You can like, and I love to, you can either sit down there with your friends and you can order like a whole pizza and take your time, have that experience, or they have a little shop next door where you can just get like a slice of cheese to go. And it's just such a good slice. The other place I like in New York was on the Upper West. Freddie and Pepper's is pretty good. They do a lot of fun, like, fun slices you know like they had this pesto cheese one that was really awesome and this uh chicken bacon ranch one that just knocked it out of the park
0: nice that sounds yeah. delicious i can yeah. i'm just thinking about pizza i'm i know i'm, I'm fucking hungry <laughs> it's, i didn't it's it's almost 3:30, and i still haven't had lunch i don't know what i was doing with my life today yeah <laughs> pizza is exactly what's gonna happen right
1: now <laughs> oh i love to hear that yeah i might i have a couple yeah. hot pockets left i might uh. pop pop one in the oven
0: i love it well Jean, thank you so much for taking the time yeah, to talk thank to you, me Adam. this was super fun um i can't wait for everyone to read pizza girl
1: i appreciate that yeah, yeah. I, everyone who's listening i if you're still listening i hope you enjoy the book i really do
0: yeah and don't forget about baking soda that's, that's there a, key, we go. a yes. key ingredient to life <laughs> all right Jean, thanks so much i i hope to i hope to see you on book tour someday or and if not i'll just we'll have to go watch a basketball at the very together. least yeah
1: we'll, we'll see a ball game have <laughs> yeah. a slice
0: all right have a good one
1: Thanks, Adam. All right, thanks. Bye.
0: Thank you so much to Jean Frazier for coming on the podcast today. It was really fun to talk about anything and everything from pizza to baking soda. She makes herself really easy to find on the internet. Her website is gogenefraziergo.com, and her Twitter and Instagram are both gojeanfrasiergo.com. A very special thank you to my friend Raquel, who is letting me use music from her brand new music project, Rocky Collin. The song we're using is What Is It?, which will be out soon. You can check out all of her music at RockyCollin.com. As always, you can find me at DayBeautiful.net. All of the social media is at DayBeautiful. Please subscribe to the podcast and keep checking out the website for more interviews and book recommendations. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Until next time, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful and you're all beautiful.